Well, good morning, church. It's wonderful to see you this morning. I hope you're doing well, and I hope you're being blessed. We're praying for you, and we love you, and we're excited that you've come to join us for worship this morning. Just a couple of quick announcements that uh, there'll be no Awanas this week. We'll continue to follow the government guidelines for uh, what has been requested of no gatherings of 10 or more. And so uh, the trustees will meet later this week and discuss services for next week, and we'll let you know about that. Also, don't forget that uh, God loves a cheerful giver. If you'd like to tithe, if you uh, want to be obedient in that way, then we encourage you to do it one of two ways. You can either mail your check in to Paducah Church of the Nazarene. The address is 2626 Adams Street, Paducah, Kentucky, 42003. Or the other option that we have is you can now go online. Go to the website. You can look on the website and in that top right corner, just over here, you'll see a button that says give. Click on that button and that'll take you to the giving website. If you can't find that one, just scroll down and you'll find a giving button in the middle of the page listed as well. But the easiest button to find is in the top right hand corner and it says give. God loves a cheerful giver. And we want to remind you that even in the midst of this, we still have bills to pay, unfortunately. And so your tithes help us to be able to do that, help to support the church as we move forward to reach out into this community. Guys, I want to encourage you and I want to support you this week. And I've been trying to reach out and call people this week, touch base with them. If you haven't heard from me yet, that phone call is coming. Don't worry about it. I'm uh, working on reaching out to everybody in the church. We're working on some new ideas for some opportunities to get some Bible studies online and stuff like that. Um, and so those, those will be coming as we work through this, but hopefully it won't be too much longer until we're back together again. I wanna start this morning with just some scripture. Psalms 95 says, Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is great, is the great God, the great king above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Guys, in the midst of everything happening, remember, you are a child of the king, and he's watching out for you, and he's protecting you. And so this morning, let's open in prayer, and then let's spend some time just worshiping through song together. Would you bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning. We thank you for this opportunity to be in your house and to worship you. Father, we know that it's not just a physical building because you have called each of us to be your church. And so Lord, wherever we are, whomever we're with, may we come together as your body this morning. May we lift up praise to you May we worship you. Father, we ask this morning that you would be with our government leaders. We ask that you give them wisdom and guidance. Father, we pray for our first responders, those working in hospitals and other situations, Lord, that you would just protect them. Father, we pray for the sick, that you would just touch them. You would wrap your arms around them. And Father, we just pray that, that during this time, you would use us as your hands and feet to minister to other people to share with them the peace.
peace that you have given us and the joy that you have filled us with. Jesus, thank you for who you are and what you're doing. Thank you for your love and your grace. Thank you for the peace that you have given us. Father, be with us this morning. Fill this place where we are with your presence. Speak into our hearts. Speak into our souls. And draw us closer to you. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, would you join me this morning as we worship through song? You know, God will make a way for us. You know, I know we're going through a lot of hard times right now, but you know what? God's got this. And, you know, through all the midst of this and stuff like this, you know, I just pray that it will open eyes and really take people to heart, you know, instead of, you know, all the material things that we all take for granted and everything else is not worth it. You know, and God's got a plan, and he's not done yet. You are here.
What an awesome God we serve. Amen. Well, this morning we're going to be in 1 Kings chapter 17. But before we dive into the scripture this morning, would you just join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, we come before you. We thank you that you're a way maker. Lord, that you're working in every situation that you're providing, that whether or not we see it, we know that you are already there. Father, we thank you for who you are and for what you've done. Father, we just pray that you would be with us in the coming days, guide us and direct us. We ask that here and now, Lord, that you would just speak into our hearts, speak through this message this morning. Lord, transform us, shape us, mold us, draw us closer to you. Father, may the words that I speak this morning be your words and not mine. Speak through me and speak into each one of us that we would become more like you. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you're doing. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, have you ever looked at what you had and in the course of looking at what you had, overlooked something that you needed? Have you ever been so focused on a situation that what you needed was right in front of you? Well, I want to tell you about a young man out of Quebec, Canada. And in the early 1990s, this 24-year-old named Danny Simpson robbed a bank. Now, he was only able to steal $6,000, which back then and even today is a lot of money. But the reality is, is that when he was caught and arrested, they found out he used a 45 caliber handgun, a semi-automatic handgun in the robbery. Had Danny simply taken the gun in and had it appraised, he would have found out he had what he needed. Because you see, this 45 caliber semi-automatic gun that he had was a 1918 Ross Rifle Company antique that was estimated to be worth roughly $100,000. Had Danny taken the time to look, he'd have been in a better place financially and probably mentally by the time this was over. And the passage we're going to look at has similar underpinnings to it. A woman who is preparing to make her last meal for her and for her son when Elijah comes and says, trust that the Lord will provide. The answer is right in front of her. The question is, will she trust? And will she follow what the Lord wants so that she can live healthy and long? Well, would you join me this morning in 1 Kings chapter 17? And we're going to start at verse 8. Then the word of the Lord came to him. Go at once to Zarephath, the city, and it stay there. I've commanded a widow in that place to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called and, and asked, would you also please bring me a piece of bread? As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar little oil in a jug 
I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. But first make a small cake of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me. And then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. The jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord gives rain on the land. She went away and did as Elijah told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry. It kept with the word of the Lord spoken. Elijah, the word of the Lord. You know, we find in this situation that, that it's a tough situation. A family is starving. A drought is happening. They're down to their very last handful of flour and the little bit of oil they have to make just enough bread to eat before they give up and die. And here comes Elijah. And he asked not just for a cup of water, but for the woman to also provide him with a piece of bread. Now, I often think, what would this woman be thinking when Elijah is saying this, knowing that there, there is this famine going on in the land? But instead of getting mad, instead of, instead of taking it out on Elijah... She simply states the situation to him. She simply says, here's what I'm doing and why. I'm preparing our last meal. She's given up. She's reached the end of the road. She doesn't see an out. And so often in our lives, we think we've reached that point that we're at the end of the road, and the reality is, if we would stop, and we would take our eyes off the situation around us, and put our focus back to where it needs to be on Jesus Christ, we would find the answers right there in front of us. You see, that's what happens today in our lives. We get so wrapped up in the situation that we stop focusing on Jesus, we stop focusing on what he has called us to do, we stop focusing on who he has called us to love, we get wrapped up in what's going on. And, and it's easy right now with mass media and with, with the internet being on our phones and our tablets, I mean, you can have it even on your wrist now. Everywhere you go. But the problem is it draws our eyes away from what's important. And that's Jesus Christ. It draws us away from the fact that we're not called to focus on ourselves, but we're called to focus on others and to love others as Jesus has loved us, even putting them before ourselves. You see, when we choose to let the situation overwhelm us, we choose to focus on the world instead of Jesus. And when that happens, bad things happen. Look at what Jesus tells us about taking care of others in Matthew 25. For I was hungry and you fed me. 
I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it for one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it for me. Sometimes life may make us feel like we're ready to give up. We're ready to die. We're ready to just throw in the towel. The reality is, is that's the point that we need to be not throwing in the towel, but throwing our lives into the hands of Jesus Christ where they belong. We never should have been running with our own life anyways. It should be in his hands for him to guide and direct, for him to lead us. Because the reality is, is that when we trust him to lead, life is much better than when we try and do it alone. When it seems like we can't handle the situation, but we surrender it to him, the good news is, is that he is already working. And he's working for our good. He's working for his glory and for his kingdom. But we have to be willing to trust him, to completely surrender to him so that he can have complete control of our lives. You see, the problem is, is we want to know what's happening. We want to know what's going to happen. We want to understand the situation. And Jesus doesn't ask us to worry about that. Jesus asks us to trust and obey. Now, I want you to know that there's hope even in times like right now with this virus and, and everything that's happening. It may seem like your world is coming to an end. But the reality is, is you don't have to live in fear. You don't have to live in doubt. You can live in the grace and peace and joy of knowing that our Heavenly Father has a plan and he is already working for our good. You see, Christ will never let you go into a situation by yourself. He will never send you to a place that he has not already been because he loves you. Christ goes with you. When you feel ready to give up, when you're down to your last bit of flour and oil and you just want to die, have faith that Christ has not abandoned you, that he will not walk away from you, that he is there right now wrapping his arms around you and carrying you through the trials and the struggles and the hardships. If you will simply surrender to him. I read a story this week about some ducks in a certain town and, and every week they would just waddle out of their houses and they'd waddle down to their little duck church. They'd waddle into their little duck pews 
And then the duck pastor would wander up to the pulpit and he'd put his duck Bible down. And from his little duck Bible, he would read this. Ducks, God has given you wings. With wings you can fly. With wings you can mount up and soar like eagles. No walls can confine you. No fences can hold you. You have wings. God has given you wings. And you can fly like birds. And all the ducks would shout, Amen! Amen! And then they would leave their pews and waddle home and go back to their lives. Not a single one spreading their wings, flying. You see, we have to trust that the Lord has provided. And here's the thing, the ducks, the ducks were hearing in this story, look, you have wings, you can fly, you can soar like eagles. You have been given this gift, use it. And for whatever reason, fear has kept them grounded. A lack of trust has kept them from using the abilities that God has given them. You see, God loves to provide for his children. The question that we have to ask ourselves is, do we believe that he really will provide? And if so, are we willing to trust and obey? Are we willing to allow God to take care of our needs? Are we willing to surrender our own well-being to him and to follow his will and path for our lives? It's amazing that we see this showing up in other place, in the places in the Bible where people doubt that God will provide. Take a moment and think about it where, where you see this in other scriptures. One of the ones that comes to mind is the feeding of the 5,000. Imagine what's happening and the disciples' response. There's so many people, they don't have the food. They don't have the money or the resources to feed them. So what do they do? They tell Jesus to send them all away. And the only food they have is a little boy's lunch. And I love what Jesus does because he doesn't just feed the 5,000. He doesn't just provide the meal that's needed. No, he provides leftovers. Trust in him and he will provide everything you need. Church, don't let what's happening in the world get you focused on negativity. Don't let what's happening in the world draw your focus off of Jesus Christ. He has a plan for you. He wants to provide for you. Will you trust him? Will you give him control? Will you lay it all out to him? You see, it's just like Elijah telling the world, telling this woman when he meets her, don't worry about the flour. Don't worry about the oil because God has already promised it won't run out until the rain comes and the crops are growing. Hebrews eleven seventeen. it was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. Abraham, who had received God's promises, was ready to sacrifice his only son, Isaac. You see, when God sets a path before us, we must trust and obey 
We must walk that path in obedience and trust, even if we don't have all the information, even if we cannot see what's coming around the next corner. Just like Abraham, he loaded everything up and headed off to sacrifice his son. The question, church, is are you willing to walk in trust? Are you willing to give it all to Jesus and to let him work? First Peter 1 7 says these trials will show you that your faith is genuine. It's being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. Why does God allow these trials and these struggles and this hardship to happen? Well, here's the way that, that I view things. It's much like one of my profs, my mentors used to always tell me, James, if you take a test and you don't pass, you have to take it again until you do pass it. And so the trials and the struggles that we're going through, they're not meant to harm us. They're not meant to hurt us. They're meant for our own good. They're part of the refining process to prepare us for the next step in the journey. You see, if you can't trust Jesus now with the little things, how are you going to trust him with the bigger things later on? So Jesus uses these situations. He doesn't cause them, but he uses them so that we can grow. Grow in our relationship with him. Grow in grace. Grow in love. Grow in obedience. Grow in joy and mercy. You see, God is going to provide for everything we need if we would just simply surrender to his will and his way. If we're willing to let him lead us, if we're willing to let him guide us, no matter what the hardship is, financial, relational, personal, work, friends, viruses, God has a plan in all of it. And he will provide if we will trust and obey. And as we're learning and growing, we have to remember that we're still called to love others, to be hospitable, to take the gospel of Jesus Christ and to share it with those who need to hear a message of love and grace, to put ourselves aside so that Jesus can be shared with others. And that's the final point this morning is that even in the midst of the struggles and the trials, we have to let our light, the light of Jesus Christ, which is burning inside of us, shine like a lighthouse so that the world can see him. You see, God's working through the situation. Even the hardest ones to let go of, he is already working. He already has a plan. If you will surrender to him, if you will trust and obey, if you will serve him in everything you do, you will put him first and love others. 
Let me ask you today, if God called you to do something that took you out of your comfort zone, would you do it? What if he called you to give up something that was so important to you? It meant the world to you. So someone else could experience his blessing. Would you give it up? Are you willing to let his love be seen in your life, no matter what the cost? Church, let's not get stuck looking at what it costs us because the reality is the greatest price ever paid was Jesus' life for us. He's already paid the debt. It's not about what it costs us here. It's about sharing the gospel of love and grace and mercy with others. It's about sharing with the world around us the way maker, the promise keeper, the light in the darkness, he who goes before us, he who walks with us, he who wraps his arms around us and carries us and transforms us and molds us and shapes us into his image. You see, when we let Christ's light be seen through us, we let the light of hospitality, the light of Christ be shown to the world around us. It shows through our actions, it shows where the rubber meets the road in what we say and what we do. It shows in every part of our lives. Don't let your faith get wrapped up in what's happening in the world. Don't let your faith get stuck in the struggles of life. Instead, give the struggles back to the one who can untie every knot and break every chain and let him take care of them. Because he wants what's best for you. And share what he's doing in your life with those around you so others would know the love and grace that he has for you. That their hearts, their lives might be transformed by the same love and grace he's given to you. You see, even when life is hard, we have the option to be the host with the most. We have the option to be the bearer of his love and grace. We have the option to say, life is tough, but Jesus is bigger. And he's still on the throne. And let me tell you about a man who death couldn't even stop because he loves you so much that he wants a relationship with you. Church, we serve a God that is all powerful, that sits on the throne. And no matter what the situation is, we must Live in faith, trust, and obedience to his will and his plan. So this week, let me challenge you. 
Look at what drives you. Look at the daily struggles that are happening in your life. Are those struggles more about what's happening to you? Or are those struggles being given over to Jesus? Where is your faith when things get hard? Do you get lost in the six o'clock news? Or Facebook? Or do you dig into the word of God and spend time in prayer? And fasting, seeking the feet of Jesus. This week, in the midst of everything that's happening, remember, he's already working. He's already providing. Trust him, obey, and walk in faith that his will his way will be done in everything for his glory to be seen. Would you bow your heads with me this morning? Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for your love and your grace. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you're doing. And Father, this week, as, as we close, we just ask that, that you would search us. Search our hearts, our souls, our minds, Lord. Father, if there is anything that is causing fear in us, that is causing doubt, Lord, we just, we surrender it to you. We put it on the altar. Because, Lord, you're bigger than fear. You're bigger than doubt. You're bigger than worry. And Father, we ask that, that as we lay those on the altar, that you would just dwell inside those places in us, dwell in every part of our hearts, our lives, our minds. Fill us completely to overflowing. Father, that everywhere we go, everyone we talk to, we would be bearers of your good news, sharing your love and grace with everyone we contact, everyone we come in touch with everyone we speak to father may we show a peace in the midst of the struggles in the midst of the fear that leads others back to you go with us this week and use us for your glory and your grace in your name we pray Have a blessed week.